Welcome, everybody, to the Tip-In Maple Leafs podcast, episode number 174. And coming up on this one, the Leafs were blinded by the shiny buckets of the L.A. Kings. It was not good. Then they went into Boston. They gave it everything they had, but they lose 3-2 in a shootout. The Leafs' PK been having some struggles. Sheldon Keefe has been spreading it wide open, just like he said, but he does not like what he sees. All this and more coming up on episode 174 of the Tip-In Maple Leafs podcast. Hell of a game tonight against the Bruins. The Leafs have played three of their last four games, Chad, with only 5D. Tree living. Maybe get on the blower there, bud. All right? And get something cooking. The boys need some help back there big time. Let's hit the intro. Welcome, everybody, to the Tip In Maple Leafs podcast. I'm Chad. I'm Dale. Don't forget, you can follow us on social media at the Tip In Maple Leafs podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Hit like and subscribe while you're on YouTube. You can follow us on X or Twitter at the Tip In Pod. And you can check us out on TikTok. Tip In Podcast on TikTok. That's right. We're ticking and talking. You can also hit our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash the Tip In Maple Leafs podcast to donate to the show. Dill, I thought you were going to come on tonight with a shiny bucket. If I had one, I would have. Like but. for for Halloween, I thought you would have a nice shiny blue bucket. No. Uh, have no. you ever thought about the Leafs doing that? No. <laughs> because okay. I, I do not like it at all. But there might be something to it. Like, I'll tell you what. I The effort on Halloween night was absolutely atrocious. Like, oh, my God. Coming back off a five-game roadie, you know, usually those are the games where it's like, you know, I wouldn't pay $20 to go see that game because I kind of know what is going to happen before it even happens. But I'm thinking, okay, maybe not, maybe not. Kings are a good team. But, man, God, the least, like, (laughs) worst game of the season by a freaking mile. They were absolutely just nothing, nothing. Slipping, falling all over the place, couldn't stand up. Like, just guys... Uh, not going to spend a lot of time on that LA game, but my God, it was like, how can you even? It was bad. Oh God, ugly, very ugly. Yeah, um, very ugly. And the fans that booed after the second period and at the end of the game, I mean, well deserved. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh. I will. I I will touch on that a little bit later. But yeah, well deserved. And if you're paying, however much you're paying to go down there, it cost a fucking fortune. Couple beers, the price of admission, and like. I would have been, I would have been absolutely booing along with everybody else that was booing at the end of that second period. Yeah, no thanks. Pass on that. Um, but yeah, man, do you think the shiny buckets though have anything to do? Like, I don't. LA is a hell of a team this year. They're really good. Um, Vegas, Colorado, Boston, still. Boston <laughs> hasn't lost in regulation. They go to nine zero and one here. Just ripping up the Atlantic Division. It's pretty much out of grabs already, and we're only into November, so here we go. But uh, like they haven't lost in regulation. 
It's crazy. More on the Bruins as we get cooking, but the shiny buckets. Do you think there's at Vegas? They wear a shiny bucket from time to time. LA, they wear a shiny bucket. They're not shy of the shiny buckets. Do you think there's like a distraction? <laughs> like, do you think there's any distraction element there? Like they used to say in baseball, like the Yankees, they wear the, the they wear the pinstripes. Only team to wear pinstripes. People get distracted. Blah blah blah. Think there's anything with to that with the buckets or, or what? Uh, oh, I think the pinstripes is. I mean, that's a different story, right? Because they've been wearing the pinstripes since like the 1920s. Yeah. But when you just decide that you're just going to start wearing a shiny bucket, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe there is something to that. I will tell you something. Watching it on TV, it's distracting for me. Blinding, blinding. I don't like it. No, me neither, man. I don't like it. Me neither. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like it's whatever. It, I I love the the vintage jerseys, the vintage Kings jerseys. Love yeah. it. But why don't you just wear a normal white fucking jer- uh, helmet? Like why do you have to wear a shiny? And I don't I don't like the white gloves either. Just wear normal black gloves. Wear a normal fucking white helmet or black helmet and get at it. Like you don't need to fucking go with the chrome domes. Peter Morazic, shout out. Remember his shiny helmet when he used to play net for the Leafs a few seasons ago? You know what's funny about the the Chrome Domes? Like, you kind of think maybe they're doing it for the kids or something like that. But, like, my son, he's seven. He's watching the game, and he's and he's just like, what's what's with their helmets? Yeah. Why are their helmets so shiny? I'm like, well, that's just something they're doing. I'm like, well, they look stupid. <laughs> there is no real reason behind it, right? Like, what are they doing? Like, your, your 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 answer was like, well, that's just something they're doing. Why are they doing it? Why? Like, why don't you just wear a normal helmet? I don't know. I don't know. That's what my, like, my thinking was they were doing it for the kids. Because they were always doing stuff to get the younger generations trying to be hip and cool. But like I said, my seven-year-old son's like that. Well, that looks stupid. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know, dude. Like, not for me. But uh, anyway, okay. So, anything off the top, Chad? No. I'm going to hit Happy Halloween. Yeah. Well, a little late for that. It's over now. We're into November here. It's all good. But uh, soon as November 1st, watching some tube last night. We're recording this right after the Bruins game here on November 2nd. Watching a bit of TV action last night. What I was starting to see in the stores even before Halloween, but <laughs> Christmas commercials. Oh immediately like as soon as halloween's over it's just here we go christmas like yeah oh it's fucking stupid man the day after on november 1st the day after halloween i'm driving down the street and canadian tire has already changed their sign that black friday their black friday sale starts with red thursday like they're just making shit up at this point red thursday (laughs) we got we got red thursday every thursday the month of november and black friday every friday i'm like okay black friday used to be one day man yeah it used to be a one day thing now it's like a month (laughs) now it's a month long and you're throwing thursday in there too it's like just pump the brakes a little bit like nobody needs to buy that much shit no But but they will but they will Okay, Chad, ready for this? Yeah, man. The Leafs start four straight for the Leafs against teams within their division. These points are huge, man. Started tonight in Boston. They return home on Saturday to play the Buffalo Sabres. They've got, I think, is it Detroit? I want to say Detroit. Not No, sorry, Tampa Bay. So Buffalo on Saturday, Tampa Bay, and then Ottawa. Um, and then there's another game in there. I forget who it is before they go to Sweden. Five games, 
all five games here, next five games at home before they go to Sweden. But the next three are against Atlantic Division matchups. They got a point tonight. That's great. But the Bruins got another point. They're starting to run away with it here, considering they don't lose ever. They just <laughs> don't lose games. But uh, hell of a fuck, Boston. It's just so impressive. But yeah, we both it, said at the start of the year, we both picked Boston. We're like, oh, they won't be the same Boston. Everybody did. <laughs> they might be better. They might be better. They're they just, might have a better record than they had last year. Like they Crazy. got They got bumped in the first round by Florida, and then they come and they just – that's what she said. And they just pick it up where they left off. Dude, could you imagine being a Bruins fan? Like, could you imagine if no. we... No, like, no, but like, could you imagine having just like, I know they got swept in the first, or they didn't get, they got beaten seven games in the first round after an incredible regular season. So regular season, whatever. It's not the end-all be-all. But could you just imagine the Leafs were like that on a nightly basis? Oh like, God. anyway. Oh I'll tell you something. Um, the stinker that we saw in... On Halloween against LA, Boston doesn't do that. Oh, never. No. They don't come home from a long road trip and be like, oh, we're really tired, and then just throw up a stinger. Just doesn't happen. No. And they were without three of their top defensemen tonight, That's what I'm too. So. No excuses with the Bruins ever. No, no. And the Leafs could have had this one. Like it just it didn't go their way, but it they could have won this game. They had their chances and whatever. But they um, didn't. But they didn't. Um, but anyway, so just the point I wanted to make there was like. These next few games started tonight, but they, they they did get a point. But Buffalo, huge game on Saturday. Tampa, Ottawa, you got to get those points, man. Like the Atlantic Division, the Atlantic Division is no joke anymore. No. You got to get these points. They're absolutely huge. But the Bruins are running away with it. There's no like it just looks like they're absolutely running away with it. But Keith did say so. They ended up going with Samson off here tonight. Um, obviously not the wrong call because he played incredible 38 saves both goalies were incredible but Samsonov looked like he was back to last season he looked be his best outing by a mile this season 38 yeah, save performance sure. they lose it in a shootout 3-2 whatever we're not even really like I don't even want to go to the Kings game whatever but uh no. Keith did say a couple quick things you mentioned one of them off the top but a couple quick things Keith said before this game he said Keith <laughs> he said we really need to see Samsonov grow. We need to see him start growing here. He didn't say we want to see him grow. He said we need it. <laughs> we need to see Samsonov grow. Is that an accurate assessment? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you can, you can want you can want to see growth, but grower shower like is it is it that type of thing or he just wants to see him grow to like as large as he can grow. Like he wants him bigger much bigger he wants him he wants significant growth there yeah, <laughs> like, he, i think he probably has a memory of how big samsonov is and he wants to see it again he just I wanna, think, wants him to grow i think that's exactly exactly right keith also said before this game and you just mentioned it off the top there he said we have been spreading the penalty killing wide open but he does not like what he has seen so far he can, and this is another thing. How she keeps says we need to find something that works. I feel like I've heard him say that about fifty fucking times. We need to find something that works. So he's just not just this season, just this season. So he's not happy with the PK. There's a bunch of things you like. This game was much better, whatever. But like, not happy with the PK. 
the penalty killers in general. Well, okay, guess what? When you're playing with five defensemen, like this was the third of their last four games, three of them, they've played with five defensemen. I'm going to get into Lilligren here in a second, but like, I don't know. It's like, so what do you expect? You're shuffling around the D. You can't really find two forwards, like other than Camp and Marner, who are a staple. Everybody else is kind of killing penalties for the first time with this team. Yarn Crock a little bit last year, whatever, but he's just kind of like he's throwing darts with like who's killing penalties forward wise. I don't know. What do you think of his comments there before we move on? Yeah, I think like spread. He like he's been spreading it wide open. That's what he said, but he doesn't like it. <laughs> doesn't like it. Well, and he's absolutely right. You would like, does he need to change positions or what are we talking about? Here? I don't know. I think coaches sometimes send little messages up to the general manager when they do these press conferences. And I think that's kind of what he's saying. He's, he's basically saying, Hey, tree living, like, what are you giving me here? What have I got to work with? You know what I mean? I've got, I've got no D I've got guys who don't know how to kill penalties. I've got a fourth line that gets shelled in night in night out. Like you got to help me out a little bit. I think that's kind of maybe what he's doing. He doesn't have Dubas anymore, right? Like I think with Dubas, they talked a lot more. He's probably sending a little signal. Okay, so I totally agree with that. And this will take me right to where, like, you touched on Trilo, and I want to go there next. So three goals, Chad, from the – like, Leafs get two goals tonight from uh, Marner and Matthews, and that was it. Ten games in, three goals from the bottom six. Two from Matthew Nyes, one from Gregor. That is it, man. That is yeah. it. From So the production from the bottom six is absolutely – non-existent like i'm sorry the secondary scoring it's the same script here if the top guys aren't firing you're done you are fucking done at least dubas tried to supply a little bit of something in the bottom six this looks like i do not like it i do not like the look of it whatsoever i'm not going to get into like the third and fourth line combos tonight we'll do that on a future podcast but yeah it has nothing to do with the combos It it has to do with what what they have to put there yeah, yeah, they basically like. Does it not seem to you like they basically have two lines? They have six players basically yeah. that they put in the top two lines, and then they have a bunch of pieces that Keith is just throwing together trying to make something work, and it's not working. There's no, no there's no like staple. There's no like this is a third line center. You, you're paying David Camp to be a third line center when he's been nothing more than a fourth line guy production wise. They can't even career. They can't even play their fourth line because Reeves oh. is like like Holmberg and Gregor have some speed and there's some like there's some ability there. But Reeves is just like an anchor around their neck. You can't even play this guy. No. Like I I like the. Tonight was probably tonight was probably the fourth line's best game in a long time. But yeah, night in, night out, like that fourth line is just every time it's just in Toronto zone. They're just getting shelled. I mean, maybe Keith doesn't want to bench Reeves. I get that, but he basically is anyway. He basically is right. Like, but look, look at the ice time. It's- I know, but that's just dead weight on your bench. And then you're basically you're playing a, like you're playing a whole game and you're you're like Marner Matthews are top in the league for minutes played. You're just playing the shit out of these guys and Nylander and Tavares and you're just trying to get something going. You got nothing else to work with. So, so if you're the other team, what do you do? You shut those guys down. Look, 
the Leafs, the Leafs aren't interested in a physical game anyway. One guy talking about Ryan Reeves, he's not going to be, he's not going to change the how this team plays. He's just not going to do it. They play how they play. They're going to beat you with skill or they're not going to fucking beat you. They're never going to win toughness battles. They're never going to beat another team in the physical department. It's just not who they are currently. It's not who they are. So the, you, they've got to, hey, Robertson is fired up down at the Marlies. There's a guy that could at least potentially come into the bottom six, bring you some speed, bring you possibly a guy that could rip the puck in the net. I don't know. Like, just give it a different look, man. Like, don't be afraid to put Keith already got his extension. Don't be afraid to like Ryan Reeves. Like, what is he doing really? Like, I'm going to get to him in a second. On I know the, on but the your, play, your, but what is your boss. Gave, your boss gave him three years. Well, he's not coaching the team. So, fuck. I know whatever. he's not coaching the team, but he's your new boss, right? I understand. But like, you're in it to win it, man. Like, is he helping you win or not? He's not. He's not. No, he's not. So you might want to fire up when you when you're ten day ten games in and you've only got three goals from your bottom six. Might be time to like put a fourth line together that can potentially, I don't know, get on the fucking score sheet. But let me okay, tree living though. You mentioned him. Ten games in, the free agents that he brought in plus the one trade he made, the Lafferty trade, which is a fucking joke. Like this team needed a significant trade in the offseason. They failed to do that. Not all tree living's fault. Clearly, Shanahan involved, got his fucking finger on the pulse of everything here. But tree living, 10 games in, chat. Bertuzzi, Domi, uh, Reeves, and Klingberg. Let's give a quick evaluation after 10 games. Go ahead. Like, how do you want me to evaluate it? Just how do you think the offseason moves, which were basically those four free agent signings plus while Gregor, let's leave him out of it. The main free, the main four free agent signings plus it's a well, fair. Fuck, the, 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 I mean, the, tra- the trade of Lafferty is a joke. You no, can't we, even include that. He hasn't made a trade. He hasn't made a deal yet. No, no. The the Lafferty thing was just it was just a roster, like just freeing up cap space. Yeah. It, it, I mean, you'll have the people that will tell you you can't judge it on ten games. Like you can't judge it on ten games. You need longer. You'll have the people that tell you this is about April in the playoffs. Like that's why these guys were brought in. But if okay. you're just looking at it as the as the first ten games out of the gate, I mean these these signings are are a fail. Like, you're can right. you name can you can you name one of them that looks good? Well, I mean Klingberg looked good at the beginning, but defensively, and this is what everybody said when they signed him. They're like, defensively, he's brutal, and he is pretty bad defensively. Bad Tuesday, yeah. Bertuzzi's been invisible most nights. Domi hasn't really done anything. Ryan, Ryan Reeves, he's had a couple good moments. You know, he he's he's fought. He's done some things. What do they call it? Setting the tone. That's what uh, that's what Austin Matthews said when he gave him the belt. I don't think that these are game changers. I don't think that these are pieces that they're basically. They're basically on pace to not be as good a regular season team as they've been in the past. Oh my god! With, with these kidding? guys on the team, but like it's a I said, it's maybe in the playoffs this okay. will be different. Right now, does it not look like a significant fail? Yeah, if you're just going on these ten games, it's a fail. It's a lot of money spent on very little production. Oh my god! A ton of money spent on like what are we five and a half for Bertuzzi, three for Domi, one point three for. Reeves four for Klingberg. Like what? What? What the fuck? 
I'm, okay, I don't want to shit all over tree living here because there's a long way to go. We're still just the calendar month just turned into November. But look, you let's got to take a look at this for a second. His former team, which he did not get fired from, apparently he resigned. Okay, do you want to, you know what I mean? I'm putting that in quotation marks. He resigned. Was that like a Mike Babcock, a little sitch there? Like, you know, we don't, we're going to, thanks, Brad Tree Living, but like, we'll let you resign because you're going to get fired type thing. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Right? So like- You can save face. He resigned, okay? And- the Calgary Flames are atrocious. They are brutal. His former team that he built up out there, signing Kadri, like the Huberto trade, like he, if he would have stayed, if they would not have fired him last offseason, the the, if he would still be there now, he would be about two weeks, Chad, away from being fired. <laughs> so If like, not fired already. If not fired already. Well, right. Like they have a new GM, Conroy, like they're not going to fire him. If Tree Living was still in Calgary, yeah, I- he... He would have been fired or about to be. That's our general manager. That's our that's our GM. Okay. So, like, how much faith can we have in like this guy basically took the flames from like a pretty decent team to they can't win a game. Like they are nowhere, they're not gonna sniff the fucking playoffs, the Calgary Flames. That's his team. Tree Living has his fingerprints all over that team. Why should we have any faith that he's gonna be able to? Get this thing going to where it needs, like, to the level that it needs to go to. I don't know. You know? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I know exactly what you're saying. Uh, you have to look like if you flip it, you can look at Pittsburgh right now. Our former general manager, they're dead last in the Eastern Conference. But you can be like, well, look at the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like he built that team. He'll turn it around. But when you're looking at Toronto, we're doing worse because of the signings of tree living. And then you look at his former team and you're like, Oh Jesus, he built that. Uh, and they're absolutely brutal. I think I, Dubis, I see what you're saying on the whole like, topic. Like I think Dubas was brought into Pittsburgh to like one or two last kicks of the can here with the core, like as they're aging, like let's not rebuild right now. They still got Crosby Malkin bring Like, let's try to help those guys bring in uh, Carlson, whatever. I think that's what Dubas was like told from ownership there. And that's what he's done, which makes sense. Let's see if they can get one more kick or two more kicks at it. It doesn't look like it's going to work, but I believe before Dubas, whatever, signed his five-year deal there, named himself the as the president and then named himself as the GM, (laughs) took all the fucking money and was like, yeah, Toronto, whatever, see you later, catch you later. But like, I think they will have Dubas in it for Pittsburgh's going to rebuild. And he's going to be part of tearing it down and building it back up. Do you not think? Yeah. Like, I don't see that here with tree living. Like, this is like, he's got to figure what needs to be done to like win within the next five yeah. fucking years, a Stanley cup here. Like there's no, there's no sniff at a rebuild with the lease or tree living. He'll be long gone before another rebuild starts to circulate here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh- Calgary's if you look at Calgary's best seasons under tree living like a lot of the pieces were kind of in place when he got there and I know he was shoved in a corner because Kachuk wanted out and Goudreau wanted out but at the same time man you like your resume is your resume dude Chad they only won the Flames only won two playoff series the entire time he was there he was there for almost 10 years and a lot of the pieces that were on those teams he didn't even put into place like most of the time when you first get like in Toronto, Toronto could 
do really well this year or whatever. What did, what did he do? Signed a few players? Like, it's Dubas's team for the most part. Sure. Or even sure. further. Well, it, 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 it's Shanahan's team, really. Yeah, yeah. It's is, what, is, is what we've come to learn. Anyway, here's but what I'm saying. The point is, he's got to, like, let's see what you can do because he hasn't done anything. Look at the defense. Like, I'm going to get into the Lilligren play here in a second. But, like, just you can't have a legacy and, and like if Lilligren can't go, which it clearly he's not going to be able to go. He's banged yeah. up as fuck. Ben was the next call up. Like, come on, look at your look. They have no depth, zero, no depth on the blue line. And their blue line's not even that good to begin with. Go, go search. No, exactly. It wasn't that good to begin with. So go searching for a guy that was on waivers that didn't get a contract or go searching for somebody or else pull the trigger, trade a prospect and bring in a fucking defenseman or trade a pick. Do something like it's this is OK. I'm sure it's, he's I'm sure like he's on the phones and he's trying like he's probably not just sitting there being like, well, let's just wait and see. Let's just wait and see. No. But what is he going to do? That's the thing. You can't let this continue. You can't let, like I said, they've played three of their last four games with five defensemen with an, with a 40 year old Giordano. Like I know it's, it's, this is craziness, man. Like these guys are going to be dead beat by Christmas. They're going to be cooked. The decor is going to be cooked by Christmas. Cooked and the for- like a stuffed Turkey on Christmas. The forwards aren't even as deep. No, like, the defense needs work, but you were talking about it. The, all these guys playing penalty kill that have never penalty killed before and no production from your bottom six. No, like your forwards need help and your D needs help. It's time tree living. It's time, buddy. So, uh, God, stop, okay. stop in a Boston pizza, have a beer. Think about it. Late in the first period, Chad, Marchant and Lilligren go racing for the puck in the least corner of the ice. Yeah. Marchant takes his legs out from underneath him. Fast play. I can maybe, like, when they slow it down, you watch it, whatever. The ref was standing right there. Guess who? Guess who the ref was there? Wes McCauley. What a real shocker. And guess what the call call was? Oh, no call, right? No call. No call. So did not look good for sure. Should have been a penalty without a doubt. There was a can opener there. He took the legs out like 100%. Wes McCauley standing right there. Wes McCauley. Just watching Lilligren. Just watching Lilligren blow out both groins. Wes McCauley hates the Leafs. Anybody who doesn't know, Google search Wes McCauley and how many Leafs games this guy's refed and look at their record. Look at the Leafs record in game. He's such a fucking, he hates the Leafs so much that he he started the Tampa series last year, refing that series, and they had to pull, the NHL had to pull Wes McCauley out of that series because he's fucking, he just, he hates the Leafs. I don't care what anybody says. This guy hates the fucking Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, well, they, I think they pulled him out because of all the, the backlash of him refing in the series, but. Because he hates if, the Leafs. <laughs> well, yeah, he hates the Leafs. And then you let him ref like, this season, you let him ref the Leafs game. Do you not think it's in the back of his head? Like, these motherfuckers pulled, oh, pulled me out of the first round last of year. Of course, dude. Of course. Anyway, terrible missed call. Like, some of these bullshit calls by the refs. Like, all the time. Bullshit calls all the all the time by the refs every night. And you miss something like that. Absolutely brutal. Um, Kipper was talking in the intermission. Like, no response, really, from the Leafs right after that play. Um, like Reeves was kind of chirping Marchant from the bench and whatever. What are your thoughts? Like, it's just not who they are, right? But does it bother you that there was that they just kind of like let it go, like nothing? 
Yeah, it bothers me that they don't play that way, but I've come, I've come to expect it, right? That's just who they are. I know you have Ryan Reeves on the bench, but unless someone's going to fight him, which they're not. No, no one's going to fight him. Yeah, then there's not much you can do. I'm, you're not going to see... You're not really going to see any other player on Toronto go out and start something. It's Bertu- just how it is. No. Bertuzzi, though. Like, you, you, you'd think you brought Bertuzzi. He, he, well, used to, he played on Boston. So what? You don't I anymore. Know, you don't I anymore. Know, but he's probably just like, uh, I just want to get through this game. I guess. But anyway, whatever. Um, yeah, so I'm not going to go through everything. That that was kind of basically it. Samson off, I thought. Wes McCauley's a piece of shit, though. I will say that. I cannot stand Wes McCauley as a ref. Like, he is, he is becoming my least favorite ref in the history of the league. I hate him almost as much as I hate the Sens. And that is, you know, where the level of hatred is for that, for me. Dale really hates the Sens. Worst team in the history of the National Hockey League, the Ottawa Senators. But anyway, Wes McCauley, absolute, just, yeah. Look, I, if this guy never refed another Leafs game ever, I would just be like, he was standing right there. <laughs> he was standing like less than five feet away. He was standing right there. Anyway, I know you know, when, you, when you slow it down, his eyes never come off the play. Like he watches, he sees his stick go between the legs. He sees Lilligren almost break his neck hitting the boards in the ice, and then he's just like, "That's good. That's a good play." Brutal man. Um, anyway, yeah, like, like someone like Nylander will bump a guy on the, on the boards or something. He's just fucking hand goes up for interference. I know. Right. He's such a weird dude. It is crazy. Anyway, man. Um, yeah, I just wanted to try something a little different tonight, not go through full recaps and just kind of hit on topics and just whatever, give it a yeah. bit of a switch it up a bit. Um, Anyway, back on Saturday. Yeah. Like I thought they played overall pretty good. I thought Samsonov played really good. Tough call for Saturday. Who goes in the pipes? Probably Samsonov. Do you not think? I think at this point you go back with Samsonov. Yeah, not his, not not his fault. They lost this game. But wasn't Joseph Wall's fault that you lost in the LA game? That's true. But like like Keith said, they want to see Samsonov grow. So because of that, I think to get him cooking, you might go back to like. I think these guys are probably going to split. Like they're going to just yeah. continue to split. But because of his performance tonight. No, Joseph Wall hasn't done anything to been taken out. Like, I mean, fucking. This is this is probably the best scenario cooking. I mean, if yeah. your defense is banged up and your GM's not doing shit about it and your bottom six isn't giving you any production, if you can get two hot goalies, that's probably the best scenario that could happen right now. I agree. So anyway, they lose 3-2 in a shootout to the Bruins. The undefeated Bruins. Absolutely wild what Boston is continuing to do. But uh Anyway, man, we'll move on to Saturday night. Unless you got anything else here, we'll move on and and to Saturday night against the, the Buffalo Sabers. Yeah, no. Uh, quickly, just before we go, um, we'll we'll probably at some point we'll do an episode where we'll go through the comments and stuff. But now that we're on TikTok, I decided to go look at the TikTok comments, and TikTok is what it is, and I don't really want to comment on the comments. But one comment. And if this guy's listening right now, I just want to say, fuck you. He commented, he said, the tip-in is a horrible name. <laughs> you should out this guy's uh, TikTok name 100%. His name is Donnybrook. Oh, yeah, Donnybrook. I'll tell you what, man. You don't have any idea what's up. You don't know what's cooking. You never have. You probably never will. I mean, we get a lot of we get a lot of comments. There was a lot of comments like you guys don't know shit about hockey. That's great. You can leave comments like that. 
don't bother me. No. Nope. But when you tell me that the tip-in is a horrible name. No. Well, I got two words for you. Fuck you. That's Donnie a- Brook, listen to this. I agree with Chad. <laughs> Fuck you big time, Donnie Brook. Listen to this as well, brother. You're never going to find... Are you going to find better hockey podcasts out there spitting chicklets? Of course. There's better shit cooking than us, okay? But we're a lot better than most. We're a lot... Hey, we're growers and showers, okay? So what the fuck does that tell you, Donnie, bro? <laughs> Listen to this. We know the value of a tip-in. The tip-in. It's the greatest play in the history of hockey. And our podcast is called the Tip-In Maple Leafs Podcast. So give your freaking head a shake there, Donnie Brook. You might want to rethink that one. Anyway, oh my anyway. God. Let us know your thoughts in the comments below if you're watching this on YouTube or future TikTok videos on TikTok. What you think of the name Tip-In because let me tell you, there's not many better than the Tip-In Maple Leafs Podcast. That's there you go. an absolute fact it's science folks it's It's science it's science okay yeah but listen uh for the tip in maple leafs podcast once again don't forget to follow us on social media at the tip in maple leafs podcast on facebook instagram and youtube email us tipping podcast at gmail.com and go to their tiktok page tipping podcast and you can find donnie brooke and thanks everybody for listening except donnie and until next time i'm chad i'm dale and we will Hey, man, listen to this. Leafs play their next five games at home before heading to Sweden for some weird times. We got a 2 p.m. game and an 8 a.m. game on a Friday and a Sunday. Should be interesting. Anyway, Buffalo Sabres on Saturday night. We'll be back after that one. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, everybody. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Fuck you, Donnie Brook. Go, Leafs, go, and we'll catch you later.